Welcome to this week's edition of Detroit International. Here in the studio is rapper, Detroit native, Ali Good. What's up, man? What's going on, Steve? How you doing? Feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. Um, tell us a bit about um, what you have what, what you have going on recently. Um, so now, um, so I, I recorded about 10 songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, this time last year, I recorded about 10 songs. Out of those 10 songs, I, um, so I shot three videos. Um, one called Clockers, which is releasing this week. Um, I shot a video for a song called Good Food, and then a video for a song called West Side Broadway. So now it's just, um, well, I'm preparing for the release of Clockers, and then from there it's just prepping a release for Good Food and West Side Broadway, and just trying to put that stuff out before I put out an actual album. I noticed for one of your tracks, you have an accompanying music video with that. Um, tell us a bit about that, if you want to divulge any details. Um, so for the Clockers, uh, the video... Um, it just kind of happened I was with my producer Who was um, also my cousin We just kind of Chilling in his apartment And um, we just started Watching YouTube videos And uh, we ran across The scene from Belly I don't know if you ever Saw Belly before mm-hmm. But uh, it's the Hype Williams film With Nas and DMX So the scene was um, When he was in a park bench With Shorty And when I watched it It just reminded me So much of Just like Childhood friends cousins and things like that so i was like um let's let's put this in a song and so he basically uh put that in the beat and then we sampled um tony tony tone anniversary um so after that i just kind of um like all the well all the song started just from that scene with nas um and shorty and belly and the the song is basically about a cousin i had a cousin he's um He's in prison now. I think he got about 30 years or something like that. But the song was basically just about him. And it just so happens that what Nas was telling Shorty was the same thing that people were trying to tell my cousin. Mm. And so it's basically, um, he went through what Shorty would have went through if he didn't listen to Nas. Mm-hmm. And the video is just showing that. Word. And it does go into some pretty... Um graphic detail in terms yeah. of the lyrics in terms of the video itself right um and it's powerful it is and i think that the production style and the uh, sample at the beginning and that um and and you'll see the speech at the end uh was it yeah. all tied together mm-hmm. pretty well too right right um something that i notice in your music there's sort of um and, and i noticed this from other um guys from black collar as well there's sort mm. of like a biblical right. theme going mm. on with it right. um what brings that to the table really well i know uh, um well just speaking for myself um it's just the things that i've been exposed to growing up uh, i'm not like a i'm not a religious person it's like i don't every sunday i'm not like at a temple or a church or anything but um it just like if i think it makes sense and it sounds like it makes sense I want to also share it with other people because I feel like um, it might make sense to them and help them like it helped me. So mm-hmm. that's why those references are in there. Spreading the good word, spreading message. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of what you did listen to growing up, um, like any any particular records lying around the house? Um, I would say my first hip-hop album, uh, well, I'll start with hip-hop. My first hip-hop album was um, The Nas It Was Written. Mm. Um, so I like heard that I fell in love with that and that actually, that introduced me into like the Illmatics and then I kind of just became a friend a fan from there on out uh, but other than that you have people like uh, like Dipset who was really popular uh, mm. when I was growing up 
Um, and then, like, as far as, like, parents and grandparents, like, I heard a lot of Marvin Gaye, um, the Ohio players, uh, Bootsy Collins, and uh, just people like that. Mm. And now, actually, I'm getting into electronic music a lot. Um, hip-hop is is okay right now, but it's not the best. Mm. Uh, but, like, yeah, I feel like you have to really dig for the good hip-hop. So i kind of been, like, just swayed into, like, the electronic scene, mm. which I'm... Um, I'm a big fan of right now. Word. Something that I've noticed um, relatively recently, I'll say maybe the past oh, five, six years in prominence anyway, um, I've noticed a lot of aspects of electronic music blending in with hip-hop because right. they, they share similar platforms, mm-hmm. MPCs, mm-hmm. sequencers, um, more recently machines. Right. And these people are just finding ways to melt and meld these stuff together. And it sounds good, you know? Mm-hmm. Like right. a lot of what um, Open Mic Equal does Mm. There's a lot of uh, crazy production that goes into that that's not, you know, considered traditional in hip hop, mm. but comes together in a very, like, coherent way, mm-hmm. you know. Right. In terms of actual um, flow, delivery, um, topics that you actually like speaking and rapping about, like, mm-hmm. what do you, uh, what have you sort of been gravitating towards recently? Um, gra- um, as far as topics, I've been kind of talking about um, things I feel. Um, and like things I'm going through at the moment, uh, at the moment, I mean like all the social issues that's going around. I talk mm. about that a lot, mm. um, and like just pretty much anything that has to do with like self empowerment. Um, that's where really where I'm at now. Mm. And um, like I'll be like two years ago when I was rapping. Like if you listen to my old stuff, like it's totally different content. Like I wouldn't even play it for anybody. Mm-hmm. It's like a leaps and bounds and progression right yeah mm-hmm. and it's kind of like just being mature and um and not like glorifying like ignorance i would say mm-hmm. but like just talking about um everything i say isn't positive but um i think there's a lesson to be learned in it so i'm mm-hmm. not like saying um because i grew up uh, in detroit in the hood that i'm just going to talk about how cool it is to sell drugs or mm-hmm. um to commit crime so like I said, my first hip hop album was um it was written. But also, um like I'm trying to think what was like popular back then. It mm-hmm. was kinda like um like you had like them franchise boys and then you had um I would say that's when really trap rap became popular. So you had when um Gucci first came out, when mm-hmm. Jeezy first came out. So that was um the stuff I was kind of listening to, mm. um, but I also had like the like a most deaf CD also that I would just pop in every mm. now and then, and, and I think now that kind of um, like now it's the total opposite. So I have like all most deaf Nas CDs, and then like every now and then I might pop in like a Gucci or mm. the new Jeezy. Mm. Um, but as far as now, I think it's shaped. Uh, my perspective now just I think um, just um, like the maturity in myself and then like I don't really see how like everything with everything going on how you can't talk about it Mm -hmm. in your art or at least like um, even if you're a painter like how can you not talk about what's going on right now Mm because I think um, like the like a cultural revolution is like the biggest revolution like um, is bigger than religion. It's bigger than everything. So I um, think that's really why I do it. Word. Yeah, it, it definitely impacts everything. Mm. Definitely impacts our lifestyles and everything. Um, would you, did you ever get into like Grave Diggers, that other Wu Tang sort of rap? Yeah. Um, 
That that's now. So like in the past year, I mean, I've always been a fan of Wu Tang just because that was just the thing. greatest. Yeah, like everybody heard of Wu Tang. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really, I didn't, I never heard a like Wu Tang album, but I always heard about Wu Tang, and that was popular, especially as a kid. So I was like, yeah, I love Wu Tang. Mm. But I'll say in the past year, um, like I really got into Thirty Six Chambers, mm-hmm. and um, like I see why why they're the greatest now. Like as far as rap, like I I feel like I. I got to know their music like in the past year, which is good instead of just like the Wu Tang image. Mm-hmm. Word. Well, who else have you been digging on like recently? Discovering um, recently. Uh, with a so Bodie James, he's a Detroit um, artist. Um, I I didn't just discover him, but um, I've been I knew about him for a while, but he kind of he took like a two year hiatus. Mm. Um, but like he just dropped the uh, I want to say an EP called The Art of Rock Climbing. Um, so that's really good music, especially, um, like every, like he talks a lot about Detroit too. And, uh, he would like drop names from people in Detroit and it just kind of clicks. And, um, so that's really what I've been like driving over here. I was just listening to Bodie James like over and over. Word. Um, I do want, I want to share the bad and the good. So I like, I know like a lot of people just want to say like the good, but I want to like give like what america is about actually so there's some good stuff but there's also a whole lot of bad stuff so i would want to like share all of that Word. and not put on like some polished image mm-hmm. even like now um like um like with the whole donald trump thing going on like um i didn't vote uh in november uh i really don't vote at all in federal elections uh, i do the local thing but mm-hmm. It's just crazy because it's like, um, like he's been in for a week and like the country is all already in chaos. So I'm like, he's, yeah, like four years is this is gonna be a rough four years for a lot of people. Yeah, man. Like who who knows? Actually, who knows what's gonna be happening in the next coming months? Let alone yeah, right. four years. Mm-hmm. Um, but like one good thing I do, I feel like he um, he kind of already laid out what he was gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um, so so now he's just gonna sit on it yeah like we we should already know what he's gonna do but i think the problem i think it's so chaotic because people didn't really take him seriously Mm. like because like he warned about every executive order he was gonna make Mm -hmm. and now that he did it people was like oh he was serious yeah so have you noticed anything um in the recent cultural shift um that's affected um what's going on locally in your community yeah um as far as well i just speak for like the black community and myself um like i don't really think um the majority of the black community or at least like the inner city community um is not really in a panic about it mm. uh, because i think um like at least for for the black community we've kind of been experiencing this like for the past eight years uh, so we're kind of um it's kind of bad when I say, but we're kind of numb to it. We're used to it. Mm. So it's just kind of like, oh, it's just something else. Yeah, something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really, like, I don't, like, when I go to, like, Detroit, I don't feel like everybody's in a panic. It's just kind of, like, it's whatever. Day. Yeah, like, I really don't know anybody who really, like, is concerned or, I mean, there's concerns, but it's, like, it's kind of expected so right it's not it's not like an active concern right right mm-hmm. and i think that is affecting other people now so it's like oh maybe oh they wouldn't just 
like talking like they were in line it was it's really a problem but now that it affected other people um i feel like it's kind of a big deal now right right i do think it's important to spread um and uh, this is a belief that i've had for a while that a lot of people get information that they genuinely apply to their life mm-hmm. through music mm-hmm. and it, it can be active it can be passive whatever mm-hmm. um but i do think it is important that that the mobilization of thoughts pertaining to unity positive cultural and social change is portrayed in the music that we listen to mm-hmm. right. and uh people who do a really good job at that um run the jewels mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. you know run the jewels there was sort of rage against the machine if you consider zach de la roca rapping um quite yeah. a while ago yeah i mean like yeah, I would say that because there's some rappers now that I wouldn't say is rap that is can like classified as rap. So mm-hmm. yeah. I think rap has definitely like broadened mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, and it's interesting to see the um, like like I was talking about before the breakdown between electronic and mm-hmm. hip hop and right. rap, like mm-hmm. the deterioration mm-hmm. of genres. Yeah. Like genres mm-hmm. are all just starting to not starting, but genres are all melting mm-hmm. together. Right, mm-hmm. and. Um, Something that I've noticed now, just because I think it's an issue with quantity. Mm. More people are doing it, and they're taking in more influences from varied sources. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the people who are listening to them are taking those sources and making it something completely different. Like mm-hmm. how Little um, little Ugly Mane took a lot from 3-6 Mafia. Mm-hmm. But in my personal experience, I knew Ugly Mane before 3-6 Mafia. So mm-hmm. I was like, damn, this is cold, mm-hmm. this is dirty. <laughs> and then I found 3-6 Mafia, and then I was just like okay no that's yeah. that, that's mm-hmm. where it gets it from that's right. where it gets mm-hmm. it from so it's neat to see the um diversity the variation yeah and I th- how it's coming in yeah definitely it's, um like i would personally um like i would like to kind of diversify my sound um uh, like i think everything i put out is kind of like it sounds like rap mm-hmm. um and i think that's just going to come with me growing as an artist like me being being able to like rap over or make a song over an electronic beat Mm -hmm. and things like that um so like it's um like i definitely i definitely dig it but like right now it's kind of hard for me to do so i just kind of just stray away from it just do what i know i'm good at true Mm -hmm. true and it is um obviously uh, a lot of the drive behind that comes from the rapper but Mm -hmm. uh i would say an equal or maybe even slightly more of that um breakdown of genre comes from the producers yeah themselves, I think, yeah i actually you know? think the producers dominate music now um hmm. like nobody wants to i mean like you go back to the 90s uh 2000s like i don't think people would have mind of just having like an acapella cd from an artist but now it's all about the beat like i doubt if anybody wants to buy an acapella album from the stuff that's coming out now I think like the producer is driving like everything. Right, I think like Migos acapella. Right, nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> the hype music, yeah. Right, yeah. And even up into the uh, like you said, the two thousands. I mean, like if you heard like Get Low or Back That Ass Up, mm. but just acapella, would, would would you get down to it? You know, uh, Juvenile, I definitely would. Get Low, <laughs> no, uh, but uh i don't know it's kind of like it's kind of hypocritical sometimes like i even mm-hmm. said to myself like because mm-hmm. i was a big fan of like um like juvenile mm-hmm. right i mean if you look at like gucci mm-hmm. when he first came out it was kind of um it was kind of like it wasn't positive rap but it was like raw like real rap but Steez, I, yeah yeah like now it's kind of like you got a lot of artists lying 
Mm-hmm. Um, like you can just tell it's not real. Like the stuff they're saying, mm-hmm. it just kind of I think it's like it's borderline weird and just like fabricated. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like the problem now. Right. Like a, like you look at like the Soldier Boy stuff that's been happening. Like you know all these people aren't gang bangers or anything, but they like. Like it's cool to be a game baker for some reason. I don't know why. Mm. And that's uh really when you look at clockers, it's um that's really what it's about. It's like like um when you like when we talk about the speech at the end, mm. like people are not just in Detroit or just in any inner city uh selling drugs just cuz it's fun. Like there's a reason for that. But I yeah. feel like hip hop now people like want to be rappers so they can like st- talk about selling drugs or stuff right. like that or be a gangbanger or something right uh what was that vine like uh yeah soldier from the hood yeah right like that. <laughs> right and he's screaming pyro and yeah. like what, what are you like doing jack's dude? phone or something right yeah. <laughs> man yeah what do you look for um in terms of the straight music that you listen to you said you're a fan of nas right mm-hmm. so sort of the 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 intellectual yeah. kind mm-hmm. of rap mm-hmm. putting entendres together and yeah mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so just stuff that um like I like stuff that like makes me think um and I think there's a lot of artists doing that now um I don't want to use Nas again because he's really not dropping music um uh, but you got people like I mentioned Bodie James who's not um he's not like a very um, he's not like a Nas type rapper. I don't. I don't want to say like conscious rapper. Hmm. Um, but he's not like a Nas type rapper. But I can still relate to it. Like all of the stuff he's coming, like stuff he's saying is like authentic. Hmm. And just being from Detroit, like you know, it's authentic. The stuff he's saying. Um, so I think that's. And he sends a good message. Yeah, he talks about um, like crime in Detroit, uh, drug dealing, but it's still a. He's not promoting like yeah let's go let's go sell some drugs because mm-hmm. that's cool like that's not at all what he's saying right uh, and then you have people like um, I like Joey Badass a little bit mm-hmm. um, I think I don't think he's like the dopest rapper but I think he's he's good mm-hmm. um, and then like people like Earl Sweatshirt mm-hmm. I think is really good um, uh, and my actually my favorite rapper out right now is probably J Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, from TDE and then like Schoolboy Q so I'll say like Word. those are probably the I think the best rappers ever yeah. and it's, that's not really like conscious music but it's it's authentic mm-hmm. uh, it's, it, for, with Top Dog anyway like the the rap and the production especially right. mm-hmm. it's it, it, it comes from it comes from the heart mm-hmm. you know Right. there was an article that I was reading um, and I think it was uh, Poly Plus Phonics the 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 producer team mm-hmm. who uh, engineered uh, to pimp a butterfly. Mm-hmm. One of the two ended up uh, working on Wesley's theory, mm-hmm. and he just tried to get the mix for the drums down. Took mm-hmm. him three days to get it to where he wanted it to be, and that's mm-hmm. that's devotion, you know. Because mm-hmm. some people will put a track out a couple hours, you know. Like mm-hmm. if you really wanted to be quick about it, you know, mm-hmm. right. you could you could just throw together a track, beat, baseline, mm-hmm. sample, whatever. Mm-hmm have done in a couple of hours this dude three days just to get get the mix for the drums and you know it shone through Mm -hmm. you know like those are some of the hardest hitting drums i've ever heard like forget rap period you know Mm -hmm. and it it came together really really well like i I definitely think like post-production is like this is what people don't think about like making a song is is one thing but like people don't realize that an artist has like a whole team of people 
oh, yeah. that's helping to complete that project. Mm-hmm. Um, so like having a good engineer, having a good mix is um, like important. Sometimes it's more important than the actual song, mm-hmm. depending on the record. Right, yeah. How do you and your producer um, work together? Sort of like what's your workflow? Does he bring something to the table and you get inspired by that and just like, ooh, okay, I can fuck mm-hmm. with this? Yeah, uh, I'll say it's kind of, um, we have a, like a diverse work process. Um, so I do a lot of writing um, on my own. So just writing without a beat or just maybe uh, I might rap over a, a song and there's some really good lyrics to it. I might rap over that beat. Mm. Um and then like sometimes like we just might do everything from scratch or he like we just might go sit in the room sit in an apartment room uh, and just come up with stuff together or he'll like already have his stuff uh laid out and then i'll just put my vocals over that so i I think it really just depends on the mood but um i know a lot of people say this is weird and it might be even kind of taboo like to um write your stuff and then like find a beat to it but that's like that's the best way i do work is writing my stuff right when I have to say and then just fight it in a beat that matches that tempo mm-hmm. yeah well, well whatever works for you man yeah, yeah mm-hmm. straight um can you delve a bit more into the lyrics um that were actually wrapped in the music video mm-hmm. yeah um so when you look at it um so it starts it's a it's an entire story so clockers uh in a video it takes place over a day but um and uh with the lyrics in the song is actually like over a lifetime uh, so it starts off um, it just, it's telling the story like of a young dude um, like um, a young dude who's um, he's in poverty like he grew up in poverty and he's just looking for a way out and that only way out at the moment is to sell drugs so he starts off um, as a really young drug dealer um, like a clocker when you look at clocker it's like a slang term uh, it's like a street level drug dealer so that's what he starts off as and then as he gets older, he starts to work his way up the food chain. So he starts from selling, like one of the lyrics was, um, he went from selling niggas, now he, now he served bricks. So it's kind of like he started selling like um, like $5 product. Mm. And now he's like at the Trump Hotel, yeah, like making business deals and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, so it's just kind of that gradual progression but um like the one thing is what i did wanted to highlight is um like it might seem cool like for the moment but like he's like so you see him going from this uh poor kid then he goes to like the man and then in the end it all goes away because he gets um caught by the police and i think that's what i really wanted to show in the video like um the song the actual song and then the actual video is not literal uh, it's more of like a metaphoric connection. So it's just like with the ending and the song, Shorty, who's the, um, well, Bodie, who represents Shorty in that Nas and Belly scene, mm. he's, he's sentenced to prison by a judge. But um, in, a, in a video, you see that he's shot by a police officer, which mm. is um, like nowadays, it's like the police are the judge and the jury. And so it's just like those kind of metaphor connections. So it's not literal, but it is like you have to really pay attention to the lyrics in the video to like to connect the dots right, to get the whole mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's in a it's an experience that's relatively common, mm-hmm. right. and, and mm-hmm. it sucks that it's common, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But it's always good to shed light on it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I was watching this um, actually a classic interview <laughs> between a. Uh, Cam Ron and uh, he was on the Bill O'Reilly show. Mm. Oh, and, right. uh, and uh, 
Man, who, who, was, who was the other dude that was on with him? He was uh, uh, Rockefeller. Was he a rapper? Uh, producer, I think. Producer? Uh, I don't know. But they were on the show, and um, yeah, he, he gave a very solid point. It's like, and they also had a, a principal of mm-hmm. an elementary or middle school mm-hmm. on there, um, urban elementary middle mm-hmm. school. And the principal was saying, you know, your music is influencing these kids. Right. And um, it's causing them to get out of control. And mm. Cam made a couple of really good points. Number one, well, the parents have to control the kids. Right. You know, mm. that's just the, 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 that's just how it works. Mm. You know, you don't you don't let something else take precedent and take control over you know raising your kid. Mm. That's your job. You know, mm-hmm. you don't let the TV and the movies raise your kids. You know, right? Mm. And two, the way that he put it, he's not uh, necessarily glorifying uh, what happened in his experience and mm-hmm. uh, ex- the experiences of other people around him. Mm. It's more of a representation. It's yeah. more of like a archive, a chronicling mm-hmm. of what happened right. in certain ways. Mm. And you hear that in a lot of these rappers' music, and mm. it's genuine, it's artistic, it's real. Mm. And a lot, sometimes, a lot of times, that's just how it goes. Right. You know? mm-hmm. There was um, a Nas song that I heard, I think it was on a B-side compilation album, mm-hmm. like one of those um, things that doesn't really get a lot of time on the air rotation. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about um, an experience he had with this um, relatively older woman, and this is later in his career, mm-hmm. just like 35, 40, 45. Mm-hmm. And they were having an affair, a married woman, mm-hmm. and he was just talking about how easy it would be for and the and, and the woman divulged like a lot of uh, like her marital secrets to Nas because mm. while they were fucking yeah. whatever pillow talk, <laughs> right. and he said, "Wow, it would just be really easy. We just take out your man. He has a life insurance policy. Half mm. of his stuff would go to you. On top of all this, we could do it mm. right now." You know, mm. and it's sort of crazy to think about when the experience or the perception of that experience is so real that you can't tell if it's real or a narrative. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. That's mm-hmm. talent right there. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. And I, I think, um, like when you mentioned Cameron, I think there's a there's some truth in that, but I think there's also a responsibility on the artist. So mm-hmm. if you take like Kendrick and Schoolboy Q, um, uh, so you like have those two and then you you get like a, uh, like two trap rappers right now that's mm-hmm. kind of glorified it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really... Kendrick and Schoolboy Q is saying the same. They're talking. They have the same subject matter as those trap rappers. Mm. But when you listen to Kendrick, it doesn't really make you want to go, you know, like go commit crime or sell drugs. Mm. Uh, but it's still the same subject matter. But when you listen to the trap rappers, it actually makes you want to, like, mm. go commit crime and sell drugs. So I think there's a also a responsibility on the artist. Mm. So yes, um, I know that's the reality, and you should talk about your reality, but. Uh, there's a responsible way to do it Word. and I think like now people aren't really doing it responsibly or, or at least I think people are but what's being promoted and pushed is not the responsible way got you yeah it's all in the delivery yeah straight mm-hmm. up yeah and in terms of the um, promotion itself like you, 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 you've been in it for a minute like mm-hmm. what have you seen that's um, sort of like rising to the top like behind the wall mm-hmm. like well, we're obviously seeing on the charts or whatever, mm-hmm. like what's actually up there and prominent in the public. But what what do you sort of see climbing up in the back doors in the back in the back scenes? Uh, I'll say definitely the um, the Kendrick records or just stuff with that kind of vibe. Um, 
It's slow. But I think now you don't really need like a major label or radio play. Mm. So you have like the chance to rappers that's coming up um, and getting the same press and making the same amount of money as these uh, as the commercial rappers. So I think that's kind of creeping up. And I mm-hmm. think like especially Chance, he's kind of paving the way so people can make the kind of music mm-hmm. that they really want to make. Um, and that's uh, without having to switch it up just to get like radio play mm-hmm. or like a record deal. Yeah, straight. The first time I heard Acid Rap, um, well, a track from Acid Rap anyway, uh, I was just on social media. Somebody reposted it on their blog, just mm-hmm. the MP3, right. straight MP3. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, what's this? Cool enough album artwork, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, listened to it and I was like, damn, okay. Looked yeah. into it. And that was about the same time that he got his um, article in Pitchfork yeah. for like mm-hmm. t- top album of the year right. or something like that, mm-hmm. up top five, whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's. I feel like it does more of a service to the artists themselves mm-hmm. actually being a part of an independent label or just mm-hmm. like a smaller label, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of that money isn't being funneled off into, um, into different interests. It's right. all, mm-hmm. you know, for the interest of the artist. Mm-hmm. Now, there's something to be said about getting to a certain level signing with the Sonys, yeah. the, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the, the big labels. Yeah. And they can do a lot for you. Mm-hmm. But to me, they're... And this isn't necessarily for everybody, but a lot of the time I sort of get this... Um, synthetic vibe from it you know Mm -hmm. like a saccharine kind of fake Mm -hmm. vibe to it and that's not necessarily a bad thing but i just find myself gravitating to more like genuine Mm -hmm. genuinely produced stuff like the the brain feeders Mm -hmm. out there the ninja tunes out Mm -hmm. there uh mellow music Mm -hmm. group you know right very um it's evident that they're attached to their roots Mm -hmm. You know, right. as mm-hmm. opposed to being like a strict business venture. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think that's the problem. I think, um, like with any um, company or corporation, like you have people that's genuinely, like genuinely wants to do the job and is happy to go to work every day, and then you have people that's just like, um, mm-hmm. I just really want to get paid and I just want this check. So, I, like, um, or at least in the commercial, like mainstream music business, it's a lot of people who just like want a check and they don't care about. The artists, they don't care about um, like the growth of the artists or anything. They just want to put this out so they can get paid, and then whatever happens, happens. Mm. Yeah, I just from something I've noticed. Um, even if you're pulling in a lot of money, you, you still have to stay hungry. You right. know, mm. that's something that uh, that's a testament to the longevity of Rick Rubin. You mm. know, right. into every project he goes into, the man is genuine about mm. it. He wants. Um, for that product to be remarkable mm-hmm. and a lot of the time it turns out to be remarkable right you know mm-hmm. that just goes to show being genuine it works yeah. mm-hmm. you know yeah and i think that's like a big part of just being an artist period not even hip-hop just everything as long as you like have a real connection with your fans and uh, you are genuine with every project like you will last forever like i don't know anybody who can name like five rappers like from five years ago like I can't do it. Like I couldn't tell you like who's popular, who was mm. popular back then. Who who made the who made the one hit wonder? Right, and what they're doing now. Like I yeah. really don't know. Because music like that, like it, it's hot for a minute. Yeah. But then you just don't. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't go back to it. Right. You know? mm-hmm. And I think if you wanna, um, like if you wanna make that kind of music, then I'll say yeah, it's probably smart to go sign with a major label or to get in that field because like that's all really are you going to get so you might as well like make the most of it with that major deal mm-hmm. but if you actually want like a 20-year career then like a major might not be the way to go mm. um so the well the the caucus video will be out soon 
Uh, the song will be out shortly after on all the digital streaming platforms, so you can just search Ali Good in iTunes, Apple Music, um, or however you get your music. Um, you can also find me on social media. Everything is X Ali Good. Um, and then just like let me know what you think. Leave a comment about it. If you like it, let me know. If you don't like it, let me know. I just um, I think it's a really good video, and I just really want everybody to see it. Word. All right. And yeah, thanks for coming on, man. It's been Thank good. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And that's been this week's edition of Detroit International. If you want to find out more, you can click on the links mentioned. They'll also be posted below.